Hello, and welcome to a special episode of Random Encounter, the RPG Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Steinman, Pale Robbie on the boards, and I guess I'm the ultimate rage. Is that okay? Ultimate rage? That seems appropriate, yes. I see no evidence of the contrary. Okay, okay, excellent, excellent. Joining me today is Derek Heemsbergen. I am Derek, ultimate ferret trainer Heemsbergen. I'm everyone on the boards, and I never use the boards, so I don't know why I continue to tell you that. (laughs) That's pretty good, ultimate ferret trainer. I like that, I like that. Uh We also have uh, Michael Soloshi. Soloshi? Soloshi. Gee, <laughs> God, I'm off to a good start yeah. today. I'm Mike Soyosi. I'm the ultimate Sentai snob. Ooh, that you are. But you're is not really just, a snob. You just like it a lot. Is, is that Power Japanese? Rangers? That's Power Rangers, it's right? Japanese, it's Japanese. Yeah, the Japanese show Power Rangers is based on. Uh, okay, all right. And then, oh, God, I just remembered I can't pronounce Alana's last name because I'm terrible. It's not hard. No, it's, it, there's literally a, cap, a world capital that sounds just like it. The Hague? Yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, well done with that. You're, you're already there. Just just make that plural and you're, all right, in, and you're all right, in. All right, here we go. Here we go. Uh, we also have Alana Hags. Hey, everyone. Uh, I'm the ultimate sky pirate and I'm diving falcons on the boards. Yes, you are. All right. And Rob, I think you forgot to even tell them why we're here today. What are we talking so, about? Yes, we are here to talk about Danganronpa V3. Um, this is something a little different for Random Encounter. We're going to do a spoiler podcast where we're basically going to spoil the entire game, dissect it inside and out, talk about our favorite murders, talk about our favorite characters, talk about the giant controversial twist that has basically like destroyed the internet right now. Uh, and so consider this kind of your final warning. If you have any interest in Danganronpa, the series uh, as a whole... And you have not finished Danganronpa V3. I think you kind of have to do it, right, Derek? I, I think I'm right in that. Yeah, I think so too. Especially, I mean, if you're a fan of the series at all, um, I, I honestly think even the Danganronpa Three anime is really good. I've, I've heard some people say that they absolutely hate it, which surprised me because I felt like it was a really good conclusion to the the Hope's Peak trilogy. Um, and again, since Rob already said this, you've been warned for spoilers, uh, n- none of us assumed, I think, that Danganronpa V3 was going to tie into it because they, you know, they made this whole thing about like, oh, it's a brand new, it's sort of a brand new arc. And like, don't worry, you can play it without having played the others. But I think having played the first ones really contextualizes it, especially with that ending. So I think it's absolutely worth playing. Yeah, and, and it is definitely uh, kind of similar. We talked about it on the last episode of Random Encounter, but we talked about uh, Blade Runner. And how a lot of people were running around saying, oh, yeah, you can go see Blade Runner 2049 without seeing the original. And I'm like, that's not true. I don't think you can really play Danganronpa V3 without playing the other ones. Like, at least yeah. the, the other two main games in the series. I mean, like, you can, but you won't get as much out of it. I you won't get can, anything yeah. out of it, I think. I think you can you skip want, Ultra Despair Girls and probably skip the, the Danganronpa 3 anime. But I would say 1 and 2 are required playing before V3. Yeah, agreed. That completely almost spoils the entire premise of the first two games because right. the ending of the last game, which we'll get to, is kind of like shatters the wall between all three games. Right. 
Yep. So uh, I, I guess we're going to get started again. Final warning for people to to jump out now. Uh, I highly recommend that if you have played any of the previous games, you play this one because, who boy, I really wouldn't trade my response for this game for the world because it was it, it was pretty cool. Um, so the the basic setup for Danganronpa V3 is exactly the same as the previous two games. You have uh, 16 ultimate students, each with a special talent placed inside of a school setting, and uh, then the evil Monokuma, the teddy bear robot thingamajig uh, decides to start up a killing game and tells the kids that the only way they can get out of this prison is for somebody to kill one of the other students and get away with murder. Is that pretty... feel like I just summed it all up right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. And then, and then each student has their own specialty of some kind. Yep. So mm-hmm. in this game... You start as the ultimate pianist, uh, Kaine. I'm so bad with the names. Kaine. I'm I'm so bad with the names. I need to just. I, I'm going to pull the names up right now. I I end up referring to them by color more than anything else. You know, being the. <laughs> oh. Well, I okay. So I'm a, girl. I, I do the exact pink, same thing for Sentai. Yeah, so I pink, understand. Pink girl, uh, blue dude that I'm really angry dies. Like that's basically how I do all these things. So. <laughs> Uh, you start the game as Kaede, which I thought was really, really cool to start as her. Yeah, I like Kaede. Yeah, Kaede is a cool character for that chapter. And especially <laughs> since... Uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll get to this, but especially since the first two uh, protagonists in Danganronpa are basically just bland, do-gooding, normal guys, um, yeah. Kaede is just a very... Uh, she, she's a breath of fresh air and very different from uh, Makoto or Hajime. Yeah, she's she starts off, yeah, she is, and she's willful in a way that I, I really appreciated and brought an interesting new dynamic to the game because, like, she's talking to Shuichi, the deuteragonist um, slash later total protagonist, about what he needs to do to, like, get his shit together, and she's just like, stop it! I don't want to hear it! And I appreciated how, like, from the get-go, kind of forceful she was, and she was she was also, like, a beacon of hope for the, the cast, which hmm. plays into yeah, just... her like, entire sort of downfall. Um, she, she's decisive and has a positive attitude in a way that's, I think, very likable and satisfying for uh, for a protagonist. Right. Yeah. There's there's definitely a lot more strength to her versus the other two uh, previous protagonists who were a little bit more. Uh, cipher is maybe a very strong word. Not not the Final Fantasy VIII character, but like as like <laughs> audience surrogates. Um, yeah. Almost, I mean, like like a almost. They could have been silent protagonists, yes. yeah. in, in a way, because uh, in a way that a lot of them are supposed to be, you know, um, like player uh, player characters that the player connects to, in a way. But yeah, I, and I, I mean, I just found them boring, boring. And they 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 do both take on some hmm. traits of their own. Like I think Nayagi's whole arc is that you know he he becomes ultimate hope, and his whole thing is he really is just sort of like relentlessly persevering in the face of despair and that sort of defines him as a person that maybe isn't the most interesting thing but it is sort of what defines him and then makoto at least differentiates himself by being um he's also uh emblematic of hope but in a way that's like oh he's he's experienced true despair sort of as like the end all be all not really the villain but like one of the worst perpetrators of all of the horrible things that went on in the outside world of danganronpa like his rehabilitation sort of plays into his character arc that, and I find that interesting too. But ultimately the way that that comes across in their moment to moment interactions is just sort of like, they're the good guy who pushes everybody on. So I get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, the game opens up and uh, there are some hints at the greater mystery, which we'll get to toward the end. Um, 
I, I don't – it's really hard to say like, oh, I figured all of this out. Like, And I don't mean to be like that. But when I know that there's a mystery, my brain goes into overdrive. Me too. And, oh, yeah, yeah. I, and I basically go down every possible path that the story can take. And so I'm going to end up hitting it for the most part. I didn't figure everything out with this game. But there's kind of a hint at the very beginning where you see all of the characters as non-ultimates. That I yeah, think, they're, yeah, they're all in school uniforms that right. are, that aren't yeah. the same school uniform, but like are basically normal school uniforms that aren't adorned with the accessories that identify their ultimate talent. And, and that's a big hint for the final reveal. And then they sort of black out, and they come back, and they're all ultimates again. Um, and we have our first murder after all of the characters in a kind of really cool moment all decide we're not going to murder each other. Like, screw this game. We're not taking part in it. You can kill all of us. Because Monokuma says, well, if you don't kill anyone by the end of the time limit, I'll kill all of you. And they're like, okay. We were clearly all friends. We can't remember each other. We all have token amnesia. But we're not going to kill each other. And then a murder happens. And that kind of spirals everything from there. Right. Well, do you think that... Was it really, though, in the beginning that they all decided that they were okay with dying. I think it was just more that they were like, we we're going to escape and we refuse to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You oh. have to do that silly little mini game. Don't you? Where oh, you God, like, have so to climb good. right down the back yeah. of the shed and then you had to go underneath and you had to do like oh, some yeah. kind of gauntlet style it, thing. It, it reminded me of lemmings it. a little bit. It does remind me of lemmings a little bit as well. Um, yeah. And you have to constantly fail it because it's so ridiculously difficult and you do end up going back to it towards the end of the game. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a nice part because they do decide like no, we are gonna we're gonna beat this killing game. Whereas in the previous games that didn't really come about until maybe midway. But there are a couple of characters at this point that you kind of begin to think, oh, maybe they're gonna do this and that. There's always a couple of those outliers, but it was nice to see that Kaede ultimately brought everybody together immediately with her kind of hope and her willfulness. So. It was a nice start to the game. Uh, obviously, somebody does die because mm-hmm. and, and, but yeah. And there were and, parallels and, to um, uh, what's the um, uh, from Danganronpa uh, V two the uh, excuse me Danganronpa two the uh, the ultimate video gamer. What was her name? Help me out here. Uh, there. Chiaki. Chiaki. They don't come right out and say what happened to her except in the anime which was like god awful and horrifying oh my and god, like, yeah. like it, absolutely it, scarred me chiaki's arc in the anime is maybe the most despair inducing moment in an anime that is designed to do that it's <laughs> yeah she's basically killed oh, in man. front of her classmates to drive them crazy Right. And it's like, and it and it's horrible. Like it's god awful. And yeah. Kaede kind of fits a similar role to Chiake for bringing everybody together. The anime establishes that Chiake like unified the entire class, and Kaede does the same thing. And so I think everybody can see where this is going. Kaede is the one who commits the first murder. Um, right. Rantaro, the the ultimate. We don't know who he is yet, and I have issues with his character. We're gonna. We're going to double back on that toward the end because I don't understand how that works. But (laughs) Kaede decides that she's going to try to kill. She believes that somebody is in charge of this whole killing game and it's one of them. And if she can kill the mastermind behind the killing game, then the whole thing will stop. And so she comes up with a big, elaborate, case closed uh, uh, detective. Like like, like Rube Goldberg machine. Nonsense murder weapon. 
but but to basically get a a giant shot put to crush someone's head in. If and, it was case closed, though, it was, she would be taking revenge for someone driving her best friend to suicide many years ago. Yes, yes, and, uh, <laughs> which is about it's about seventy percent of 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 Conan storylines. I, I have I have all the Detective Conans, and I need to sit down and watch them because they're like a total guilty pleasure. But um, so so you play as Kaede during the trial. And she's actually trying to lead everybody to the solution that she did it because she knows if she gets away with the murder, they will all die. She will live. And instead, she wants to sacrifice herself for everybody else. That's kind of epically awesome. Mm, I don't think it's the worst idea to try and identify and target the mastermind uh, if someone has to die to save themselves. Because, I mean, she commits the murder at the 11th hour of this uh, limit that that Monokuma set, like you said earlier. So it's it, like even when she's trying to murder someone, she has she has very good intentions. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and sort of like her, I don't know. I mean, her arc is really tragic um, because her, you know, her end goal is to do something that's going to benefit everybody else there. And so she takes it upon herself to do that. And I really like that the game, I think the game messes with you on two levels in terms of establishing the credibility of its narrator, which is one, like, she like so she perpetrates the the murder right and the entire time you're not seeing you're seeing opportunities like if you go back and look at it all you know where she did each of the things to like arrange the murder in such a way like arranging because when she was arranging the books i was like that's really suspicious what is what's going on here why are they showing me a specific cutscene of her doing this so yeah at first i actually thought that what she was doing was um like she was arranging the books and it was setting up Shuichi to be the murderer the whole time because it was like, oh, it's focusing on the two of them and how she's being really kind to him and trusting him and he's taking advantage of her trust. That's what I assumed was going to happen. I, I was with you. That's mm-hmm. exactly what I thought was happening. Me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so that's an expert deflection on the game's part. Um, and I t- kind of lost my train of thought. But I was going to say, like, I really appreciate how they they make Kaede into this character who you're you're immediately very sympathetic to and you're like believing in what she's doing and you think there's no you know ah so the game is setting up Shuichi to be the killer and I'm smart because I figured that out right but then it turns out that nope uh, it's on its head actually it's the other way around um so I mean there's a lot of layers I think to Kaede's arc however brief that that add to the game as a whole like the fact that she is emblematic of hope but then she herself is sort of crushed because she's not able to uh, unveiled the mastermind and then she sort of got everybody believing in her and then in a, in a way let them all down so it was a bummer to me because i was really excited to play as a completely different protagonist and and not just because she was a woman but because i felt like she had more personality than the previous two so yeah. i was initially really bummed and then you take over shuichi in the middle of the trial because he realizes that he has to figure out that Kaede is the one who did it. And it's a good moment. And Shuichi, I think, is actually the most likable protagonist out of all three of the main ones. But it still bummed me out a little bit. I was really enjoying playing as a different character that felt a little bit more fully formed, but I think that was also by design. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, it, I think it's a... I, I kind of like and hate that that choice for a couple reasons. Um it's kind of an fu, like hey, uh, by the writers. Hey, we have this really likable, cool, cute protagonist. Nope, guess psych. It's it's another boring white guy again. But uh, the you mean boring Asian guy, right? Oh yeah, yes. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm I got I got I got in trouble in a different podcast for for, for uh, a similar comment. But uh, it 
but, but uh, like it's a bait and switch that's a little unfortunate, and I don't like that they killed Kaede right when we're, we're starting to really like her. But I also appreciate that they're doing that just so the player never trusts the game. Like because of this happened, now you're going to question every single thing that the game does, and and basically not trust any any death or any murder or any character. And right. I think that I, th- I appreciate that, but I'm still mad that Kaede died and would have preferred that she stayed the protagonist the whole time. Yeah, for sure. I'm with you all the yeah, way. Yeah, she was definitely. Yeah, she was definitely a breath of fresh air for the franchise. And I'd agree with Robin that I think Shuichi is probably my favorite of the three male protagonists in the entire series. But really, isn't it just a reflection of even though you said like because she, I you know I'm not just interested in her because she's female, but actually it's just a reversal of kind of. Oh, you know what? We're going to do a female protagonist. Oh no, we're not going to do a female protagonist. Why would you want that kind of thing? Like we definitely do. We've been asking for it, but um, it's a really difficult. It's I think chapter one. I think this is the strongest chapter one in the entire series. I would it's agree. So one of the most difficult because it well it immediately teaches you the main theme of this game, which I think we touched on on a couple of podcasts ago, which is lying and slightly lying to get to the truth kind of thing and that's exactly what she did for a while but um it makes it a really difficult episode or chapter to accept because you're going like hey i figured it out but she lied to me and i lied to everybody else and i don't really know how to deal with everything and that's the kind of weight you have to carry throughout the entire game like you have to lie to get to the truth and it's i completely screwed this chapter up like i i kept getting it wrong when it was like you know who the villain was and i was just like no, like this can't actually be happening. And mm-hmm. I, I came really close to failing this chapter as a result of that. I think maybe it was my own brain did not want to accept that this was happening. And Which I, is pretty I, brilliant, actually. Totally. It is, yeah, but I, I, it is. But to be fair, I think I did text Derek and say this game just pulled some heavy rain shit, and I'm a little pissed at it. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, it, it is the heavy rain plot twist. It is handled much better than heavy rain mm-hmm. which just which just outright lies to you this kind of bends the truth a little bit and so i'm more accepting of it and it also happens at the beginning of the game if this if the game had been building up to this and then it happened like if it had been like kaede was the mastermind the whole time i would have like broken the the yeah. vita cartridge in half there's a famous Agatha Christie uh, novel where the protagonist is the killer. And, and this first mm-hmm. case reminded, reminded me of that one because uh, in the Christie novel, like the way they show the events of the murder by sort of low key, vague descriptions reminded me of this first case. Like you, you're not allowed to leave that storage room during in the investigation until you look at the shot put balls. And uh, and when you look at the at the vent in the classroom above where the murder happens, you have to look at the event and, and Kaede sort of pauses and says, I did something. And then she's like late to follow Shuichi. Like so there's vague things that she does when yeah. she's, while she's preparing for the murder that I think are presented in a clever way that reminded me of that Christie book. But yeah, I, uh, I, I figured out who it was only because like, the, the way as the way that Kaede was pointedly saying to Shuichi, you know who it was, and it, right. and I I, right. I realized, oh damn, oh this this yeah. sucks. Mm-hmm. That, that's the other thing that I was going to say earlier that when I lost my train of thought was just that uh, besides giving you these little um, hints that Kaede is the one responsible for that murder, they also introduce this mechanic that's new to the series of lying, of being able to turn around a piece of evidence and intentionally mislead somebody, and so. 
you know, I thought I was like, huh, that's pretty sketchy for them to introduce that when this whole game series is built around like proving the truth in these classroom trials. And the fact that she does that and then it turns out that she's the killer just totally throws your entire perception out of whack because you're like, oh, my God, she was lying because she's the killer. Like, so so when you do it for the rest of the game, there's always sort of that little bit of suspicion of like. Mm. should I be doing this or will this ultimately backfire like it did with Kaede or whatever? So I think that was a brilliant thematic execution of a new gameplay mechanic. Mm. That, I think it's important to point out here, however, as we move away from the first case, is that I personally felt like after the first case, this game kind of settled into a groove and it sort of bored me all the way to the end. It it become it it switches over to the formulaic Danganronpa. Like we do the school life thing, where you get a couple of days to say hi to people. They always introduce like some new classroom where you're like, well, ten bucks says a murder happens in here with something that I've just interacted with. Like, oh, here's a fish yeah. and some yeah, piranhas. Yeah. Oh, I wonder what's going to happen next. Um, but I I did kind of lose interest because I thought that first case was so strong. Mm. That the rest of the yeah. cases up until the end, mm. they yeah. were good and they were fun and they were like good little vignettes, but they didn't they didn't have the emotional impact except for one because we all love Gonta. Everyone uh-huh. kind of I know I know I know <laughs> go. losing oh, Gonta because of load screens is a little. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I think. I think a big part of why some of those other chapters don't feel as strong is like specifically. I think chapter two is a really weak one. Just, I think that case yeah. on its own, like sort of in a vacuum, is a weak case because is that, is that the magician murder? It's the yeah the the maid who kills the yeah. tennis pro. Yeah, because she yeah. kind of sucks. She kind of sucks. I hate her character. Like I, she is just yeah. like the ultimate maid that was somehow like making political decisions. She's the prime minister. Like yeah what? yeah yeah, yeah that twist was a little much. I, I like I thought she was a cool character on the surface, but when with that reveal, it's like oh come on, this is this this is a whole new realm of dumbness. Yeah that 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 felt really out of place. And you also killed like my favorite character Ryoji like that. Oh like I I loved him and then he got killed. Oh did you mean uh, Ryoma? Ryoma sorry sorry see I should just have the goddamn yeah no no, no I I have a wiki open right now with everyone's name so <laughs> I can too. so I can double check before I say I try to say a word. Yeah Ryoma dies and that just really bumped oh, me man. out. Yeah because he went from like. He, they, you knew they were gonna do it because he went first. He was like, "Yeah, go ahead and kill me. I'll sacrifice myself. I don't yeah. care. I have no reason to live." And then he slowly starts to warm up and defrost, and you're like, "Oh God, no. you are so dead." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but points like he has probably the most horrible murder in the entire franchise. Yeah, he, that's he messed is my piranhas. Like, yeah, he, he is. Well, no, you know, he gets, then... he gets drowned in a sink and then yeah. eaten by piranhas. Yeah, which is still rough. A little rough, a little rough. Like that—that that was intense. Um, but it, I, I, the, the the fifth murder, though, is maybe the. I mean, I thought that one was particularly gruesome, especially since there was like uh, the the crime scene was so mangled that there wasn't a body. Oh, oh yeah, that, yeah. That's the hydraulic press. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think they're all good cases, and I liked them. But I and I've said this before about Danganronpa. I think Danganronpa has a real problem with doling out the intrigue, where nine 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 and Virtue's Last Reward 
are constantly like giving you little snippets. Danganronpa is like, okay, you get your beginning, like several hints at the main plot. And then we're just not going to talk about the main plot at all again until the very end. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. I mean, there were a couple snippets like with the the writing on the rock that pops up every now and then, but you're right. Those are very Mm -hmm. low level teases. Yeah, mm. very very low level, and 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 so I was I was getting a little antsy. I started really strong on V three, and then I started you know really getting distracted. I mean, it took me almost two months to beat this game. Where like I just I, I would pick it up and play it for like an hour or two, and then I'm like, yeah, I'm not really feeling this. Um, there are sections where I think it drags a lot. Yeah, I mean, I think they all do, but. The the case that I actually ended up really liking, and I, I think we should talk about it because it's also the most devastating case in my opinion. I said to Derek, I swear to God, if this virtual re- uh, this virtual world is the Strawberry House quest yeah. again, it, it, well, I'm, okay, it's not as bad as the, as the Strawberry. No, Green it's House. not. It's it's actually the Strawberry it's... House done right. Yeah, like it's not so overly convoluted, and they have to explain it over and over again. And it actually makes sense in a video game sense, which was kind of cool. Like, yeah. I figured the only problem I had with this case where you're in a virtual world and a murder happens outside of the virtual world. The only problem I had with this case was that I figured it out so quickly that I yeah. was getting I was getting some of the logic wrong because they want they want to breadcrumb you along, and I was yeah. like, no, I am ready to make the jump right now. What is going on? And the game was like, no, 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 you have to do it in pieces. And I'm like, I forgot, so I have to pretend <laughs> to be an idiot to get this right. Yeah, that was a little frustrating, but that was a really cool case. Although we lost Mew, who was a very fun character, the uh, the mm. ultimate inventor slash probably one of the most vulgar video game characters I've ever seen. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't miss her too much. Actually. I, got, I got a little, I got a little. I thought she was amusing at first because, like, ha- hearing those obscenities just even in her regular speech that wasn't represented in dialogue, like you know her her little you know, her little battle cry kind of things that she would say along with dialogue was Mm. quite amusing, but I had gotten sick of her by case two or three. I was surprised. I thought she would probably be one of the characters to murder somebody. Actually. I was, it was kind of weird to see it turn on its head, but unfortunately we had to lose someone who definitely shouldn't have murdered somebody. So you find out, you find out during this case that Kokichi, who is the, the ultimate, um, uh, supreme leader, leader, which Mm -hmm. then turns out to be ultimate prankster, which I really kind of liked. He coaxed Gonta, the, the sweet, innocent, ultimate entomologist, giant strongman into murder because Gonta is now aware of how screwed up the outside world is, or he thinks he does. And so he doesn't want anyone to live through the horrible atrocities that are going on in the quote real world. So Gonta was actually trying to save everybody, but it goes a layer deeper than that because Gonta did it because he was pure of heart, but because he switched up how he got into the virtual world, he mm-hmm. got his wires crossed. He doesn't remember why he committed the murder, and he doesn't even remember that he did commit the murder. <sighs> it, it, it's it's like the cases that you hear about, like one spouse killing another when they're having like mm-hmm. a night terror, like smothering mm-hmm. the other person with a pillow. Which I don't know, maybe that's just a giant ultimate defense, but like. Oh, yeah. That's terrifying. Like that is absolutely awful. For, for yeah. me, the sh- the shocking bit was 
th- throughout the trial, Gonta's saying that he doesn't understand, and you and you assume that because Gonta's dense, he doesn't understand what was going on in the game world because yeah. it's a weird thing mm-hmm. to understand. But then when you realize that uh, he put in the the connections wrong and literally does not remember anything from the game world, it like like that. But I use my chopsticks in this hand moment just made me gasp aloud. Yeah, that that was an amazing reveal. Oh, it was very was, clever uh, and, very and, well and foreshadowed. Mm-hmm. Very subtle, uh, and subtle to the point where it didn't feel like cheating. It it was not the the heavy rain moment. It it was a very very well done reveal that was also heartbreaking because Gonta is just this wonderful character that you just you just want to give him a hug the entire time, and now he's going to have to die, and that sucks. Yeah. It's, yeah. like, it's like it's like putting down stuff. a puppy or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like you get shooting the dog an old yeller or something. It's uh, it didn't feel good. It made me sad. Yeah, yeah, and and like the worst part of it all is that uh, Gonta thought he was killing them to spare them the reality of the outside world when that's not even real either. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, and and so this also helps to establish that Kokichi is your giant red herring. Uh, Solosi, I don't know if you're aware of this, but communism was a red herring. Uh, so <laughs> communism was just a red herring. <laughs> Alana, oh. please tell me you got that reference. I did. <laughs> yes, <sighs> that's Derek? one of my favorite Derek? movies. Derek? Simpsons? No, I don't know. No, it's a Clue reference. Oh, okay. The movie Flames Clue, which is coming <laughs> out of the side of my face. One of the one of the best films. Oh, rest in, rest in peace, Madeline Kahn and oh. uh, the lady who played Mrs. Peacock, who died two years ago. Yeah, oh. Eileen so, Brennan. That's who. I'm sorry. So Kokichi is established as your giant red herring at this point. He he coaxed Gonta into committing this murder. He is the ultimate supreme leader, and then they start to play into this idea that he is a remnant of despair. Uh, somebody want to explain why that is significant? Uh, yeah, in the previous Danganronpa game, number two, they explained how... So Junko Enoshima was the mastermind of everything that happened in the oh first game. Oh my god, I was, I, I was flipping out. Like, if she goes up... I hate her so point. much. I, like, I'm so tired of Junko. We are yeah, all tired. So, so I, 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 I liked the Junko twist in V3, but yeah, I'm, we're all sick of Junko. Yeah, so Junko was sort of, you know, the 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 ultimate bad guy, right? And then... The remnants of despair are the people who were brainwashed into following her in uh, Danganronpa Two, and those are uh, everybody in the main cast of Danganronpa Two was a remnant of despair, except except for Chaki, right? Yeah. Um, so they're they're the remnants of despair, and so Danganronpa Three teases this tenuous connection between the previous games and this one by saying, like, "Oh my God, he's a remnant of despair. They haven't been eliminated, and he's in here trying to sow chaos." Okay, go ahead, Rob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and at that point, I started going, all right, it is not that simple. So that's that's mm-hmm. when my brain started to go into absolute overdrive. I'm like, there is no way that it is this simple. There has to be more to this. Um, but Kokichi is established as your giant red herring. Then in the next case, uh, somebody ends up dead, but we don't know who it is. And yes, we've skipped ahead a little bit, but I think it's mostly because the... The other two cases really don't yeah. have a whole lot yeah. of wearing. And also, I, I hate Angie so much. I hate Angie and I hate Korokio. Like, can we just yeah. say Korokio has got to be the freakiest character ever? Oh. <laughs> now, I, I think I shared this with, with uh, I shared this with Derek and Alana, but Rob, did you ever try to talk to Korokio in, as Kaede mm. in Chapter 1? No. 
if you do, you have a conversation about Corey Keogh's sister, and Kaede tells him, oh, of course I'll be one of your sister's friends. I'd love to. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah. Angela An- sucked so much. Yeah. I, because Atua is with us, and I was, like, oh. so happy when she died. She was just a cult leader, yeah. Yeah, exactly. but I... I-, I thought she was going to end up being a murderer, and then when she yeah. ended up murdered, I was so happy. I was yeah. Like, yes, <laughs> and we did con- we did continue the tradition of case three being a double murder in every game. Yes, we uh, did, but also it was the worst double murder because I literally got it the second it happened. I was like, oh, it's the same person, and then it does the double of like, no, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Stop, please. <laughs> It's that, not that, funny. And and that that logic part can get really frustrating, like I described with the virtual world case. It's like I figured it out so fast, but you're not asking that question. Like I'm ready to go immediately to who did this and Yeah, and they're not asking it. you that. Yeah. Right. Cool. And so that, that was a little frustrating with the yeah. double murder. Yeah. I knew it was Korikio the moment he did that seance because, like, okay, well, this is an extremely, extremely elaborate yeah. plot to kill someone in the dark room, and uh, but and. It took a minute for me to realize that both murders were Korikio, like right. the case, mm-hmm. I guess. But it was that one just went on way too long, and I was ready to, you know, throw the book at Korikio. That that mm-hmm. was your strawberry house murder around the interim, yeah. <laughs> but so so we skipped ahead, and then we end up with a murder that we don't uh, know who was actually murdered in a very odd plot point where now you have a robot in the middle of the trial that could be one of two people and you don't know who it is it's either uh kaito momoto luminary of the stars <laughs> oh, i can't believe he him. <laughs> uh, or, uh, or uh kokichi uh professor remnant of despair we all want him dead yeah crushed in a hydraulic pre- press so they are just like terminator paste at this point uh, <laughs> And and it's kind of that was a very weird case because I really didn't care. Like I, I'm sitting there going, mm. we all know it's Kaito in there. Like there, there's no reason for this not to be a major reveal unless it's Kaito and he's the one who ends up dead because yeah. we have to finger him as the culprit. Well, the whole idea was like, oh, they got into a fight, kind of. I can't remember the very specifics, but at the end, Kokichi was like, oh, I'm you know, kill me because one, I'm probably going to die, and two it will screw up everything. He's like, I want it to stay. I want everything. I want to screw Monokuma up basically. And <laughs> I, the difficulty with this case for me was, uh, Kaito Momoto is probably my favorite character in the game. Oh. Kokichi is probably one of my least favorite characters. He was an irritating little brat. And he was like a really chi- for me, especially with the whole remnant of despair, which by the way, he's not, he's the ultimate prankster. Um, he was a really cheap version of Nagito, I thought, like trying to yeah. be insane and crazy and like, oh, guess yeah. what? I am the remnant of despair. No, you're not. You're so obvious. It just kind you of pains po- me a you're, little you're bit. A, you're a 90s poser. That's what you mm, are. Exactly. Like, you're yeah. a goddamn poser. I, I really yeah. did think that he was his intention was for this to be the, him to be the Nagito of the game because uh, Nagito in Danganronpa 2 is this despair obsessed character that's always that's uh, occasionally sabotaging cases and occasionally solving them because he just wants to see how far he can push people and during his his death in Danganronpa 2 is a semi-random weird exploitation of his ultimate lucky student powers that mm-hmm. uh, that end up having you uh, kill the mole among you who ends up being the wonderful delightful Chiaki who's probably my favorite character in Danganronpa 2 and, <laughs> but I, I thought that like this was a similar 
like it was a similar um, strategy by the developers to have this to put up the like the most trustworthy and straightforward student against the against the student that whose practical uh, defining characteristic is that he's uh, an unlikable liar and having that sort of weird um, un- impossible to solve murder putting so, those two against each other but it's it's not as good in this game. I forgive me for asking because I actually don't really remember it. Maybe I I was just speeding through. So <laughs> Kokichi was revealed as in fact the ultimate prankster. That's his official title. Uh, it, he's the ultimate supreme leader of a group of pranksters of like, that yeah. never commit murder. Yeah. Like right. like it, yeah, he, he tries to, to purport himself as the ultimate as the supreme leader of uh, the remnants of despair, but really right. he's the supreme leader of a bunch of jokesters. Right. Yeah. Okay. I knew that. I just it, it wasn't really clear to me with uh, I, I just thought you guys were saying that he was called the ultimate prankster. Oh, as no, no, no. Title, okay, and I was no, like, sorry. oh, my God. No, I missed that. No, sorry about that. Sorry. <laughs> no, so, yeah, I don't mean to be pedantic. I just so, like, what? No, no, no. You're right. And, and so Kaito is proven to be the one who killed Kokichi on the press. Uh, Kokichi's big elaborate plan to screw everything up has failed. I actually really like the fact that Kaito dies before. He is um he's it's murdered ex- by Monokuma. Executed. <laughs> he's executed. Yeah, but de- now, deny- but- denying Monokuma the satisfaction of the execution was a cool moment. Mm. But this oh, yeah. brings up a plot hole because yes. it's established through all the memories, everybody is slowly regaining regaining their memory in giant air quotes as the game goes on, and everybody remembers that there was an a meteorite shower that killed most people on earth but it also released a virus so it's heavily implied that kaito is sick with the virus up until now they've been doing cutscenes of him coughing up blood and he ends up dying before he's executed because of the supposed virus but then we find out that that's all bullshit and none of this is real and none of their memories are real so but, my but question they, is but, but they did mention that they wanted that uh we're just skipping ahead a little bit that they deliberately implanted a virus into him to make that part of his character okay yeah. so that all right all right i yeah. thought okay that, that that's fine i'm guessing my eyes were glazed over at that point because i like drool was coming out of my mouth because i it, couldn't it was maybe list. two lines of dialogue it was it, yeah. it, it, it wasn't set mm-hmm. up in a huge way well, well so that's the first plot hole i have now the, the second one leads directly into the final case where it is established that the first case which i really like how they do this they did not solve the first case yeah. I had a big problem with this, but y- I, continue, please. Okay, okay. So it is established that in the first case, when they finally find the Mastermind's stronghold, that the Mastermind had killed Rantaro. It was not Kaede. Kaede's shot put missed, and so the Mastermind, in order to start the killing game, killed Rantaro and basically framed Kaede, and so everything has been based around a lie, which is that Kaede killed Rantaro. Now, now, Solosi, you're saying you have a problem with this. Yes. There's okay. there's sort of two moments that shook me the most in this game. First was the reveal that Kaede killed the, um, uh, was the killer in the first case, and the second was this. And that's because it just violates all of Danganronpa. Everything, every rule that Danganronpa has seems to be just reversed by this. And I know that Danganronpa V3 is a game about lying, and you could say that having the first murder be a lie is, you know, serves their uh, their greater theme. But I I don't like that at all. Like the the whole point of Danganronpa is this murder game where the murderer goes free 
uh, and based on the where the murderer goes free if they can get by this trial and have the entire first murder and trial be a lie just broke the rules in Danganronpa in a way that I felt was unfair. I I did not like it one bit. I, I think if you don't, I, I, I 100% get what you're saying. It plays directly into the big reveal. And I, I think we're ready to establish the big reveal uh, because what's her face turns out to be the mastermind. The, 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 the one that I, yeah, the, the yeah, it is revealed to be the cosplayer, which gives her a really cool opportunity to go back and forth between previous Danganronpa characters. Which that I, was excellent. I, I really <laughs> like that. I, 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 every yeah. voice actor showing back up is that really, was so cool. I mean, yeah, that was I'm, really good. I mean, most of the voice actors are actually other characters in V three, so right. they can reprise <laughs> their role anyway, which was really cool. But yeah, I do love um, the ultimate cosplayers trick there, awesome. and, and it's it's a really good reveal too because it plays directly into my ultimate fear, pardon the pun, which was uh-huh. that it was going to be like Junko and Ashima again, or a Junko fan. <laughs> yeah, a, a couple I, episodes of Random ago, uh, when you were playing this game, and you asked, and you asked us, "Is it Junko again?" And uh, and Derek and I had already finished the game, and I think we both basically said, uh, "Just keep playing, no. Rob." Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, "God damn it!" <laughs> which, 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 yeah, but, but like, I think that's actually a, a good lie, where where you think it's Junko, and then it's just this cosplay mess. I think right. that, that that's a fun gimmick, and it, and it made the conversations with her in the final trial really entertaining. Switching between everybody. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love it. I absolutely he, love it. He looks like Junko sometimes. Is what I was going to say. But. <laughs> so the the big reveal is that they are all on a game show. That the title of the game, Donkan Rampa V3, which was one of those reveals where I figured it out like four seconds before it happened. I went, yeah. "Oh no!" Three. Oh is my actually God. Danganronpa 53. And that, mm. I, I at this point, I think you are either totally on board with this or you are like, get me the hell out of this game. I hate it. I <laughs> ended up kind of loving it. And I, <laughs> I know that that's maybe a little surprising. I don't love everything about it. I have a couple of issues. Um, mm-hmm. But overall, and I was having this thought process and I had just finished the game up on the train. Jackie and I went into New York to see a show. So I'd finished it up on the train and I just started staring out the train when the reveal's happening. Like, okay. <laughs> what is life? But I said, Am I to her, I, I'm actually, maybe we are. I, I'm actually okay with this because I think a lot of times when, when something continues to get bigger, Okay, one of my favorite franchises ever, Metal Gear, is a perfect example. As they continued to rewrite and retcon Metal Gear to Hell and Back, eventually you just ended up with a soup of nonsense. <laughs> and I think Rampa was getting close-ish to that. I actually think the anime did a very good job of bringing all the stories together and avoiding that problem. But it it sort of feels like it's a deconstruction of the fact that yeah we could just keep this thing going over and over again but eventually it's going to be it's going to get so ridiculous that the ultimate reveal is going to be the was it general hospital or something that was like it was all a snow globe saint uh, like, saint, saint elsewhere saint elsewhere where, where like it, that, it, it zooms out on the hospital and then you realize that it's uh the the, the show's autistic child character looking at a snow globe and the entire show was in his mind Yes, like I, I and think Bob Newhart show had a similar dream ending thing. Yeah, you, you you run the risk of getting to that point. So they definitely use a sledgehammer to drive this issue home. But I kind of like the idea of 
sort of Metal Gear Solid 2, like, thumb in your nose at the audience, like, this whole thing was... <laughs> this, I, it, it really is just Sons of... The, it, it, it's Sons of Liberty all over again, of just, like, mm. the idea of control and what is real. And so, they're all participants in this show that all had their memories wiped. They all wanted to be on it. They were all huge fans of this show. And society is watching these people kill each other because they want to see hope overcome despair. That is incredibly depressing, but I kind of like it. <laughs> I'm a bad person. <laughs> You're not a bad person. But um, a kind of confession here. Um, when I reviewed this game, I really, this is kind of a reviewer's confession, but like when I powered through this game, the ending was like a big brick in the face for me. I was a bit like, what? Because yeah. the dream sequence, like, it's dream. This was all a dream slash. This is all fake. All of it's been fake. Those other sixty hours you put into the two other games, all fake. Never happened. All a TV show. It's a very and Star it's Ocean a, three twist. It's a very Star Ocean three twist, and I was quite gobsmacked in not a very good way. And I have turned around a little bit on it now, and I had to kind of process it um, when I was writing up uh, my thoughts. Um, I do, I'm like Rob, I do really love some parts of it, but there are some bits that I have issues with. And at the end of the day, this is why we said at the beginning of the podcast, you really need to play one and two, because if you play V3 before one and two, you know the really big series twist. And it kind of spoils the fun of it, of being like, oh shoot, we have to kill people and find out who did it, you know, but... Yeah, initially a brick in the face, but I'm coming around to it slowly. Um, yeah, I think that's one that um, it's it's heavy and it's going to take a lot of digesting and, and dissection over time. And I, I mean, I don't think that people who have really strong, who continue to have very strong negative reactions to it are like necessarily wrong because I totally understand the frustration with feeling like you've been lied to. That's the core yeah. theme of the game is that like yeah. they, they've been lying the whole time, but to have it sort of retroactively apply to two games before that, it's like, what the F yeah. seriously. So, yeah. um, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's not even getting into the entire like meta commentary of you guys are the assholes who keep asking for this stuff. So you want more fine. This is what you're mm. going to get. And like, this is, is the true. result of, of your demand. It is I'm, true. I'm behind that. I agree with that 100%. Yeah, that, that's some, that's yeah, some like Herman Melville, Bartleby the Scrivener nonsense. And I, and I, and, and, and I, I, that's great reference. I'm just full of crazy references today. But, uh, <laughs> but um, the, the thing, I appreciate the insane left turn that this twist is. But I mean, looking back at it, I it, it makes you it, it makes it feels like it trivializes the entire rest of the franchise. Yep. Then also makes bet. you then it makes you think again, wait, wait a second, what if the rest of the franchise is real Dongan Rampa and this show is lying again by just following the events of I it, it I don't know. It, there are there I don't think you can draw any hard conclusions about the world of about the canon of Dongan Rampa from this because by its very nature the game is lying to you nonstop. Yep. So it's yep. In a way, I hope that this is the last Danganronpa game, and instead of more Danganronpa, they make something else that's kind of like Danganronpa. I, I, I think totally you're. I, I totally agree. And uh, so the three points that I wanted to b- bring up here, Solosi, you hit the first one. This allows them to either completely walk away from Danganronpa and make something new, 
or to just do like Alana said earlier, let's do Danganronpa 40. Like, like let's do it like 10 <laughs> years in the past and just do another yeah. Danganronpa. Oh, guess what? <laughs> uh, um, Danganronpa 53. I, w- I want to play a Danganronpa game where you're the killer. And you're, 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 actually, you're, actually trying, you're actually trying to murder someone. But then again, it's, it's been established in other podcasts well, that I love but, murdering Japanese teenagers. But like, we, we all, I, I think everybody on this, uh, and I'm not going to go into spoilers, obviously, because we're not talking about that franchise. But uh, I think we all came away a little down on Zero Time Dilemma. I think that game kind of strained and struggled to bring a trilogy to a satisfying conclusion in a lot of ways. And I'm super happy to hear that that crew is working on something entirely brand new. Mm. And so I feel very similarly about Danganronpa. Like I would really like them. It can maybe be set in the same universe or something, but do something completely different. This is very freeing for you guys. You can walk away from it. And then they'll probably do the Metal Gear Solid 5 thing of just like, nope, we're just going to do more of it. Um, But like, I want them to do something different. So that that's the first thing is I, I really like that this is a clear break. Second off is a question that I have because I did not understand this plot point at all. And I can't – I don't know if it's bad localization or bad storytelling. Rantaro is established as the ultimate survivor. He survived the last Danganronpa. But it feels like the game can't decide did he win the last Danganronpa or did he sacrifice himself at the end of the last Danganronpa? And I started getting super confused because it was like, wait, if I vote for you, you get executed, but we live, but then we go for, wait, what? Like, I got really confused at the end of the game for like, what would a vote even do? So it was a very similar, sorry, um, um, it was a very similar situation to the end of this trial, I believe, from what I understand, what I remember. Um, So I believe Rantaro and one other character in Danganronpa 52 were given the same sort of choice that the characters in the final trial for V3 are given. So they're like, are you going to sacrifice yourself for hope? Well, to let hope win, um, which would lead to them dying um, and something like that. And obviously they make the right decision and Rantaro is given the title of ultimate survivor and is told you can go on the next one or you have to go on the next one, which is the same question that's posed to the three main, uh, the three characters who aren't Kibo and, um, shiragane so that's how what i take away from it so i guess he kind of won i don't really know you can't really win i, mean, Danganronpa. I don't understand because yeah. if you win aren't you still i mean like statistically you can't win forever yeah. probably right like well, so all it does is prolong your suffering until the next game what the hell yeah, yeah. I, I don't know maybe this casts a weird dark shadow over the greater world of Danganronpa v3 my understanding my interpretation was that he successfully killed someone and fooled them at the trial in uh, in Danganronpa season fifty two. Oh wow! I hadn't even gone down the, that um, road with a thought process because because, it, because if he uh, if it ended similar to uh, V three like Alan is describing, wouldn't there be more than one survivor? Right. That's you why I was so, so confused because they made it they made it sound like if the other people during the trial at the end of V three. If they sacrificed themselves, they would go back and be new, like ultimate survivor. That that plot point is is completely borked. Like it doesn't make sense, and I don't know if it's a translation issue or if it's a bad storytelling issue. But that that was not clear to me at all. Yeah, it's not. Okay. They do kind of brush it under the carpet a little bit, but that is. I mean, I hadn't even thought about Salosi's kind of idea, but oh, no, I had 
the way that yeah. I took it upon it that it was the same kind of conclusion as V3, and I believe that might actually be canon. Um, that's what I've read. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing some background Googling, and it looks like my assumption was incorrect, even though I thought, even though... I like your assumption. I, I do. Like, I, I, I kind of like, really like my version. I kind of like my version. Because then it would have made sense that Kaede would have assumed that he's the killer. You know, she's clocked onto the idea that, oh my God, we have a mastermind. Because we have, she wouldn't have known he was the survivor of the previous killing game or everything else. But she used instinct to go, "Oh look, I don't trust this person. I'm going to try and murder. I'm going to murder him." And yeah, yeah. It really, really boils down to Rantaro. Um, also comes into the this killing game with a little bit of background knowledge. Like he doesn't, mm-hmm. he doesn't remember anything, but he's been given one of the monopads, one of the iPad like things with a couple of hints for like, and one of them is you you have to is it you have to win you have to win so i think if you win you get out but if you choose to sacrifice yourself at the end then you just go back into the next season i'm not sure but that plot point was screwed up yeah i mean looking at this this wiki thing that alana just linked in the chat for us it's talking about how he chose hope at the end of the game like the choice was given to shuichi and co and he chose hope but he didn't actually have to die for it it just meant that like his sacrifice means that he would yeah. go on into the next game with his memories erased, and he didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. no so, matter what so, your interpretation is, though, Danganronpa is just a never-ending cycle of of killing and more killing. Oh yeah, absolutely. The, the, and I, go ahead, I'm really on board. I'm really on board with the. Um, I, this is like wildly contentious, I know, but I'm actually totally okay with the developers pointing the finger at the audience and saying. This is your fault. Yes, I'm totally. Yeah, these games are like incredibly compelling and interesting mysteries. And the entire time, it's such a roller coaster. Like you, you get really attached, and you feel the frustration when they die off and stuff. And like, we want more of that because they're compelling stories. But at the same time, they are compelling stories that are fundamentally based around people suffering. Yep. So like, yep. for them I to really say like that, yeah, for them to say like, you guys stop <laughs> you shouldn't you shouldn't be reveling in the suffering of other human beings like i think that's a really powerful statement and it actually sort of like recontextualizes the whole the whole franchise in a way like because i don't want to see anybody die and suffer but damn those stories are so good so i'm constantly drawn to them and then it makes me feel like am i messed up for wanting this like maybe a little bit yeah <laughs> so so that plays directly into my third point about the ending to Rampa v3 I I think this game gets right up to the line of becoming a piece of... I don't know how else to say it, so please don't roll your eyes. Let me finish the idea. This gets right up to the line of becoming art with that indictment of the audience and saying you're going to stop and the characters all choosing to sacrifice themselves and not choose hope or despair. They're going to give the audience a bad ending that they don't want so that this never happens again. And then at the end credits, it turns out they're all alive. And I was so pissed. I that, was pissed too. That to, me was, you, that to me was you were about ready to have a mic drop moment of just like, nope, we are done. We have indi- we have put the audience on notice. This is over. Our characters have chosen for themselves. You're not going to get a satisfying ending. And then the game pusses out. Mm. I and was that, pretty frustrated that, by that too because yeah. on, on a base level like yeah I want to see the characters survive and, and have hope in their hearts and move on but I think that it lost a lot of its impact by immediately backpedaling on this really strong idea yeah. 100% agree 
And yeah. that that was a major major. It it's it it is sort of the again, I the only game I can think of in a similar fashion, I'm sorry for bringing it up multiple times is Metal Gear Solid 2. At the end of Metal Gear Solid 2 where Raiden, you know, gets the choice to to live his own life and then he comes back in Metal Gear Solid 4 and he's a cyber ninja and he's cutting apart geckos. Right. Like that um continuing like, my string of very strange references. This reminds <laughs> me this reminds me of the ending to an anime that I briefly enjoyed and then hated in the 2000s called uh, My Hime. Which is this? Which is basically a bunch of schoolgirl schoolgirls are murdering each other for vague reasons, and it's really emotional, and and the deaths all seem to matter. But at the last episode, they all get revived and are friends again, and it's like this this just ruined the previous twenty four episodes. Yep. And so, I, so, I, yeah. I won't I won't give away the ending to Cabin in the Woods because I am not a, a bad person, and if you I like that, Cabin in the Woods ending. I, I'll, that's what I'm saying is that oh, okay, Cabin okay. in the Woods makes good on its ending it it throws the gauntlet down and it says no we're gonna take a stand and i think i think if danganronpa v3 had been willing to just roll credits and be done i think people would actually be happier with the ending because it it would ring more true it it doesn't ring true at the end and it leaves the door open for them to do more danganronpa and i'm a-okay if this is the end of it like, like if it was just silence and then you saw ruined parts of the of the facility and no audio at all and then it fades to black <laughs> and then red 13 red 13 comes riding <laughs> in with his two cubs like oh, no, it's a black and white red 13 with multicolored cubs yes i'm oh, i'm yeah. one- I don't know. I just I feel like the game it, its impact was so amazing, and I was I was smiling during the credit roll, and then I was just like, man, if you just show them still alive, I'm gonna be mm. <laughs> really disappointing, huh? It's it almost feels like um, they were too timid to fully commit. Yeah, yeah, be- because they wanted to leave it word. open. Uh, they wanted to leave it open for well, what if people really want more? Of it's it? like, like well, maybe I don't our want producers more. want want no. to make another Duncan Rapa game, but it's like it. it... <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's a missed opportunity. I agree with Rob. Yeah, I, I think we would all be... It, it maybe wouldn't make you love the ending if you're one of the people that's really upset about it. And again, I, I agree with Derek. I think if you're upset with this ending, I totally get it. I <laughs> like endings that challenge people. I like it when you don't have a good ending. I like it when art kind of turns the lens on the audience. So I was on board with this. But again, it just a lot of that impact is just kind of lost. And that's that's a shame because I think this this had a chance of being a very very memorable ending and instead it's kind of cool and cute but it ultimately it, it's a little meaningless because of that last post credit scene a yep. little meaningless i agree i mean not meaningless but it means less yes yeah. that's a good yeah. way. No, that's that's a very good way <laughs> Uh, but now I totally understand why you guys were like so controversial on this. When it, when it first I know. Out. Oh my god! Like ultimate again. Ultimate. <laughs> it's funny that I'm saying ultimate. Ultimate first world problem of being one of the few people to play this before the game came out. As me and Alana were just like, oh my god, it's so hard. Every time I was like teasing Mike and Peter, who yeah. I know who've been on the Retro Encounter podcast for one and two. I was like, I can't wait till you play this because I just want to spoil everything. But now I can't. You, now you know how I felt when I had played. Danganronpa 2 and you and Peter were playing that for the first time and I was like teasing you in texts and in slack but yeah <laughs> the phone, man, the, the, the phone. Yeah, exactly but the uh like there's so much to talk about this ending and it's 
like the the circumstances of the final trial are kind of amazing, and then the mm-hmm. ending goes in that such a to such a weird place. You want to immediately talk about it with other people the moment you finish it, which is exactly why this podcast is being recorded. It made me feel really uncomfortable as a not a person, but as a gamer. Like like Derek said, <laughs> you know, we want more and more. It's pointing the finger at us ultimately, and I just, the whole way through, because of the lying mechanic, because of the fact that the first trial was ultimately a lie, because Kaede had lied to us, and she believed her lie. It's Well, she didn't know she was lying. It's just right. the entire experience. Playing it in six days was not enough for me to absorb it, and over time it's gradually sunk in, and it's kind of got, I kind of have to step back and go, that's really quite good actually, but... Yeah, just I don't think I've ever felt more uncomfortable playing a game than I did getting to the end of Dank and Romper and V three until obviously they weren't dead. So hmm. Yeah. It, it's an audacious game. It it is willing to say something. And I think Derek kinda uh, glibly alluded to it a few minutes ago. They they're already talking about a new Danganronpa project. So I'm like, God No, really? Yeah. I'm... If if they call it Danganronpa and make it totally different, no Monokuma, no Junko, new setup, I'd be okay with that. But if it's another game like the first three Danganronpa games, uh not including Ultra Despair Girls. Mm. then I, I i would that would be a disappointment to me yeah, yeah me they, they've they've already said they're working on something i just like when they start saying this is all team Rampa's fault <laughs> i'm like yeah. okay that, yeah. that's, that, that's pretty cute like it, that's that's a good way of framing it <laughs> yeah it, it's it's cute and i like it also just hearing monokuma screaming Rampa over and over again was like really <laughs> surreal anyway he's just like <laughs> like okay this is getting weird uh also some of those last couple challenges of like shooting the the hope bullets that crap was really hard on the vita i was getting really enough, pissed off with, with the split argument with like, oh! like split into three it was ridiculous wasn't it it, it was I a think- really it was a very I, I, was, I was playing on normal the whole time both for logic and dexterity or whatever the two mm-hmm. settings are and i uh i didn't get a game over but it got really close it, it, it was some challenging uh, some challenging trial segments at the end which, also, is, which is good i like a challenging like, like a finale of a game should be challenging but man woof. those tax those taxi sections can go to hell though i i hate that stuff like <laughs> they're I, not I as mean, bad. Vibe, but boring yeah they're not as bad as logic dive for definite it's an improvement um but yeah it's not they're still not incredibly good i didn't like my, i didn't like the mine uh mini game i failed that one time just because like i just got very unlucky with how everything like oh, cheated yeah. and i didn't have the ability where you could crack one of the mine uh one of the squares and not lose time so like i had to crack like 15 squares and i ended up losing and i was just, like <laughs> I, oh that's really like uh, um uh, the word association game where you line up into two sides at yell- and yell at each other. Oh, yeah, yeah, I like that too. It's like so the, the visual effect of having the the sta- the uh, um, the podiums rise up and line up together, and then yelling at each other with this really dramatic back and forth was just. It was maybe a pretty easy mini game, but it had a really cool visual impact for me. I, I, I th- it was like my favorite part of every trial. I think yeah. that that was also the best integration of story and gameplay. Where I I, I think Danganronpa's had a very big problem with story and gameplay like that we talked about the taxi sections we talk about the logic dives those moments have always been the weakest for me and i think john mccarroll when he reviewed it for our site he mentioned that too but mm-hmm. but you're right the split argument is like every piece that's what it was called yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's when everything comes together 
and also the music during those sections was just killer. Oh, so good. Like, that oh, was yeah. really, I've, really good. I've got to say, this is the best soundtrack in the entire series. It's so good. So yeah, on- it, it is really good. I, I wouldn't mind if they did something of, of a similar style of like solving mysteries, but I, I think the the core tenets of Danganronpa, you know, the killing game with sixteen high school students, I, I think it's time for that to be over. Like, yeah, I, I, I want them to make a game like Danganronpa, but not yeah. Danganronpa. Yes, uh, where people don't have to die, or just like <laughs> oh, um, a, a a mystery puzzle solving game with um, over the top characters and high stakes, at least. Okay. Or high feeling stakes, but it doesn't necessarily have to be about, you know, Japanese high school students killing each other. Even though that is a favorite genre. Of yeah, them. I almost don't know how they'll make the stakes feel as high if they have a, a past right. history of doing this, right? <laughs> yeah, really. It, it was as, as long as they get me to love characters and then rip it away from me by killing one of the characters. I think in the end, I like Danganronpa 2 the most because of the implications that it had to the world, but I actually didn't enjoy playing that game all that much. Like, the mm. last trial in 2, like, blew my mind and all the reveals oh, yeah. were great, but I didn't actually like that game all that much because it, it felt so separate. Like, the entire time I was playing, I was like, what the hell's going on? Like, I, 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 like one of them's a robot now. Like, I don't even know what the hell's going on. I don't know how this relates to the first game, and I don't really care. But then that reveal at the end, and then what they did in the anime to further establish mm-hmm. it was really, really cool. So. Cell phone in that final trial. The oh, giant cell phone. Broke my head. Yeah. Yep. But um, what we said at the beginning was that... Um, the middle chapters in the Danganronpa franchise tend to be like, oh, just trailing along, like, room, murder, this is what happens. You already interacted with this. Danganronpa 2 is that for the entire game, but the last chapter, but the last chapter almost makes up for the entire <laughs> game, pretty much. Um, I would say V3 is probably my least favorite in the entire series, maybe because I have a couple more um, issues. I don't love the characters as much as I do in the other two games. They actually felt like the weakest overall for me. Um, okay, okay. But the there's only really like two or three that I take away that I love. So Mamota, Kibo, who we've hardly spoken about actually, and Kaede Which... slash Shuichi, but yeah. Um, but uh, one and two are like equal. So I say it's my least favorite, but one and two are like equal. Good you mean, you mean Kibo, the near character that found mm-hmm. his way into Danganronpa? <laughs> oh yeah, totally. I, I mean that character. I mean 9S, of course. <laughs> Did we talk about in a previous podcast how Kibo's name is just the Japanese word for hope? K one really? yeah, the Japanese yeah, know, but... it, yeah, it, yeah it, Kibo, like K K I B O U, Kibo, and his name is K one B zero, Kibo. You said it. I remember you sending it to me in a Slack message. You're like, why didn't I see it? Why didn't I get it? I know. Like... <laughs> and and he's like, sort of this emblematic of hope at the end. It's just like, holy crap. Yeah, he I, was, I, I he didn't was know that, weird. but only only because in the Danganronpa three anime they say the or the all of the Danganronpa anime they say the word Kibo over and over. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's why I knew. I don't know how I feel about Kibo, like the idea of him being the audience, like the, the way the audience can interact with the show. I, I feel like there was no hints at that until the very end. And then with the whole, like his antenna looking exactly like both of the previous protagonists hair. Like I, <laughs> I don't know how I feel like that. I, I think that there's a, there's a more clever way of integrating him into the game. And I don't feel like it really made good on it. Like it, if there had been hints of that for the rest of the game, I might have been on board, but there weren't. Yeah, I definitely that, see that. I like him. I like him a lot, but like it, 
that reveal doesn't ring as hard as the other reveals in the game. It's no. it's, it's weird. It's like they have to do it because, you know, well, why not? This is how we're going to get the audience involved. Oh, <laughs> it's Kibo the whole time, you know. It's just like, what, why didn't you, like, drop any hints? But I suppose that is the flaw, like we've touched on before. The middle chapters don't really refer to anything else. Like, they yeah. just don't drop anything. And if they had done that, you might have gone, hang on a minute, something's going on way earlier. And that's what they didn't want to do. But, yeah, I do think... Initially, I like the reveal, but I think out of all of them, it's probably one of the weaker implemented ones in that final chapter, regardless of how dorky Kibo is and kind of, I'm not a robot. Kind That's of thing. robophobic. Like, robophobic. <laughs> <laughs> He's, uh, yeah. I, I think in the end, uh, the first game is probably my favorite just because I was, I was enthralled the whole way for that first game, even though I did get a little antsy during those middle sections. Whereas the other two games, I felt, a little bit of a slog like i i had to kind of grip my teeth like all right i'm not going to get any story reveal for about three cases i might as well just uh just keep plugging away at this um but i do like the audaciousness of v3 like that mm. that game i we all like we all just thought it was crazy japanese naming conventions like the same reason why like when i was a kid i'm going why is it called sailor moon r i don't know just deal yeah, with it i, I like, thought this was um i thought this was a common writer reference because the the third common writer show is called common writer v3 so yeah of course that's what i why i thought that and uh but so I and I even figured that Kibo would figure into the end game because I, for some reason I thought it would be like Mew and Kibo, inventor and robot, kind of being the masterminds. But that was, was at one point. Do they have sex? At one point, do they have sex? <laughs> it is heavily implied point, that those two people is, get it on. It is heavily <laughs> implied that she works on him, like roves, like uh. like t- tinkers with him or something. And the language that they say to each other during Man. that is is quite double entendrific. You yeah, gotta oil your joints every once in a while. Is all I'm saying. Hey, man, I, I you know I'm right. I'm right there with it. So, um, so I I think we're pretty much good on Donkan Rampa V3. Anybody final thoughts? Final uh, thoughts. I think it's the best one mechanically. Its final reveal is amazing, but controversial. But mm-hmm. I I like the characters in one and two better. Yeah, I felt like a few of them maybe were a little close to being like they replicated some of the things like we had uh, Kyoko Kirigiri, the ultimate detective. So I was like, why is there another ultimate detective? And they mm-hmm. sort of explained that with the fact that everybody in, in V3 is just sort of like a character playing a role. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like overall, I think so, there were some stronger characters in the earlier ones. Thank God there was no Mekon in this one. Oh my God. But we had, <laughs> we did have a, oh, her, right. Yeah. The I nurse. Oh, oh she was so disappointing. The one like, who just keeps falling down and showing upskirt shots. Yeah, that that got a little. Yeah, and then, then she gets all weird and fetishistic during the third case. That was. <gasps> I, I don't. I don't like Mekon a lot. No. Anyway, yeah, I I think this one is really good overall, though, and I definitely it's memorable for damn sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, that ending oh. is gonna stick with you for a while. Hmm. Definitely, yeah. I think it's got an impact, and it's got something to say, which is kind of a nice thing for you know, 2017 and the games in general, really, like, it's definitely got that big impactful, like, sit down, you have to play this game. And I think Danganronpa as a series is really, really, really worth playing all three games. Maybe space them out a little bit. You can watch the anime as well. They are heavy games, but they are definitely, they've definitely got something to add to the particular genre that it's promoting. And yeah, I love it. 
I wish more people got a chance to experience the ending of this game, but I, it is kind of hard for me to justify somebody play between 90 and 120 hours uh, <laughs> to get to yeah. that ending. Yeah. Because you, you kind of have to play all three to really appreciate, like, all the wardrobe switching at the end of V3 and the ultimate reveal. Oh, God, mm. we keep saying ultimate. We said this at the beginning. But um, it's, you definitely have to play the first two games before playing this one. And it's, it's, in a way, it's a marvelous cap-off to the whole series. So I, again, I mean, hate to be a broken record, but I sort of hope this is the last proper Rapa game. Are you saying that you are hoping that it overcomes despair and we don't see another Rapa V3? Or Rapa in general? I don't know, man. I'm the ultimate Sentai fanboy. I probably died in the second case. <laughs> Next one's going to be Danganronpa 104. It's just like, all right, whatever. <laughs> yeah. This is like back when Mega Man X came out, and I just assumed that I missed three Mega Man games. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like, I, I was really confused because the Game Boy ones all used Roman numerals, but the NES ones all used uh, all used regular numbers. Yeah. And then, and so and Mega Man X came out before Mega Man Seven, so I was real just. Nah. Whatever, Mega Man X is better anyway. Yeah, Mega Man X is great. Uh, Speaking of so, which, they're supposed to unveil a Mega Man X collection, I think, pretty soon. Cool. Well, yeah, because they they did uh they did the Mega Man Legacy collection, which yeah, was not on successful. Switch yet, which is like what the hell? I know, but they're doing they're having a Mega Man 30th anniversary thing at uh, the PlayStation Experience next week. If they if they announce an X9 and and an X collection side by side, <laughs> I may die on the spot, and you'll need to replace someone as the host of Retro Encounter. We can do Best that. Case scenario, we, we don't want to replace you. <laughs> uh, so yeah i think we kind of reached the end of the podcast um this was something a little different um uh, i don't know if the fans really want us to do more spoiler casts i'm kind of on board for doing it i'm in the middle of playing near and who boy am i gonna have some things to say about that game i'm pretty sure that, 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 game, that game seems like worthy of a spoiler cast i think mm, yeah. i'd love to do a spoiler cast with you again because that's another game i reviewed and i really really like the game I've, mm-hmm. I've liked it so far, and I, I like how crazy it is. So, uh, listeners, if you really like this, please let us know, and maybe we will do uh, more of these spoiler encounters. I think this was a lot of fun, and, you know, I, I, I try to be careful with spoilers, and I put the bumper at the front of the, the last episode of Random because we talked a little bit about Mario Odyssey. Uh, but I think this kind of lets us get around that a little bit, and we can kind of let loose and have fun. And I bet you, uh, hopefully, I don't get one email saying, You ruined Don Gun Rumba V3. It's like, dude, I like it. It's a spoiler. The entire point in the co- yeah. right in the title. That's the point. Uh, but yeah, thanks everybody for listening and uh, for Derek, Mike, and Alana. We'll see you all later. See ya. Ultimate despair. Cute.